stars. You have a plan for your life. Do you know where you want to go? Are you looking to be happier, healthier, and wealthier while having more fun every day? Meet our empowerment architect and goddess gardener, Cynthia Bryan, as she engages in energetic exchanges with success experts, bringing you research, innovations, strategies, and techniques to strengthen your life, business, and personal spaces. Be inspired, motivated, encouraged, and empowered. Lend us your ears right here on Star Style. Be the star you are. The party starts now. Well, hello, power partners. It's Star Style time. Star Style, be the star you are, in fact. And welcome to our powerhouse of a show. Today's show is going to be an important one because... If you're an animal lover, you're definitely going to want to stay tuned because we'll be talking about um, both animals, wild and domestic, and what can happen um, with rabies is one thing. And then for cat lovers, if uh, well, in segment one, we'll be talking more about cats because as sweet as they are, we have to watch out for certain many things. So uh, you'll be, be alert on what's coming up. But the most important interview for today is going to be with Captain Dan Willis and his book, Bulletproof Spirit. It's the first responder's essential resource for protecting and healing mind and heart. And he'll be with us in segment two. And I have so many questions and a big discussion, but this is a book that I really feel is not just for first responders. It could be a life-saving book for anyone who goes through any kind of of, uh, stress or tragedy or some kind of injury. So that's coming up in segment two. I wanted to make the announcement for Be The Star You Are that the uh, Wine and Pear Festival is happening this Saturday, September 28th at the Moraga Commons. And our teen uh, event director, Siri, will be spearheading it. You hear Siri on... Express Yourself Teen Radio. She's one of our hosts. So we hope you'll join us. You can find out information at bethestarur.org forward slash events. And I think that it should be a really fun, fun, you know, day. It's a fun, free day, literally, for the entire family. So um, if you're in the area, please stop by the booth. We will be selling a couple of items, which will be um, freshly picked from the orchards, organic Asian pears, as well as these really sweet bee-kissed tangerines, and uh, very inexpensively, by the way. And then all the events, all the activities are free, but of course, if you can make a donation, we really appreciate it. It helps us keep our shows on the air, as well as um, all our outreach programs, especially for disaster relief. And just remember, when you do make a donation, it makes a big difference because our goal is to decrease violence and increase literacy. A $25 donation can provide five new books to people in need, a $50, 12 new books, $100, 28 new books. And you can do everything at PayPal Giving Fund. So just go to our website, bethestarur.org, and check it out. The miracle moment for today is from Be The Star You Are, bethestarur.org. And this is from Socrates. I am the wisest man alive, for I know one thing, and that is that I know nothing. I think when we decide that we know nothing, that we actually have the ability to learn so many things. So cats, you know, at least 30% of the United States households have at least one kitty roaming through it. And they are very cuddly, and they're so cute. And uh, it has been uh, known that they have therapeutic calming effects on all of us. But there is also a risk, a big, big risk to sharing space with cats. Now, Dr. Richard O'Brien is an emergency physician based in Pennsylvania, and he says that he loves cats. He has several himself, but he's also seen firsthand how dangerous they can be and how your own pet that you love can hurt you. So there are a few ways that your pet can make you sick, your cat I'm talking about, or even kill you. 
And these are some things that you and your family need to know to protect yourself. So the first thing is mouth and teeth on a cat. A cat's mouth is a little literal reservoir of bacteria. And you might have had first-hand experience about how sharp those pointy teeth of a cute little kitty can be. If you have been bitten by a cat and you didn't get a raging infection, you've got to really think of yourself as being lucky because puncture wounds from cat bites usually are very deep. And they send bacteria deep into the human flesh, just like it's like a needle injection. And that's because of the shape of the cat's teeth. And the deepest part of the wound is also the narrowest. So it's virtually impossible to clean the wound before it starts closing up. So that is like the perfect setup to to get a really nasty infection. If you get bit by a cat, you definitely need to go and see your physician. Because about 90% of cats carry a type of infectious bacteria that's called Pasteurella multicido, it can cause severe skin infections that can even spread to the heart, um, and that would make it an endocarditis, uh, or even to the protective tissue of the brain, causing meningitis. So every cat bite needs to be seen, and probably every cat bite needs antibiotics. And if you haven't had a tetanus shot, you need to get a tetanus shot. A tetanus shot is good for 10 years, and that can also help um, with any kind of cat bite. Now, many people who have been bitten by cats wait until the redness and swelling start to appear before they go to seek treatment, but it might be too late by then because that um, terrible infection can worsen. It can spread really, really fast, within 24 hours actually, and the hand is particularly vulnerable because of how many bones and tendons are in it, all within easy striking range of the kitty. So, for example, you could be bitten on a Wednesday and by Thursday already have a severe enough infection that the hand is compromised. So the bottom line is if a cat bites you, go to a doctor immediately to get some treatment. Now, I'm going to talk about rabies in segment three because it's uh, cats can get rabies, as can all mammals, but I'll just give you a, a little kind of bit here. It is reassuring to know that rabies, which is transmitted in the saliva of infected animal, is, um, is fairly rare in domesticated cats. But if it comes to feral or stray cats, you know, all bets are off. So that makes a bite from a stray or even an outdoor cat. If you have outdoor cats, as I do, a medical emergency, meaning you don't maybe need to go uh, in an ambulance, but you do need to get to a doctor right away. And if you've been bitten by a cat and are absolutely sure that it's been vaccinated against rabies, thoroughly wash the area with lots of soap and water, contact animal control, um, if it's a feral cat, which will try to locate the cat and they will try to see if it's healthy or rabid. And unfortunately, if um, an animal is even considered to be rabid, it is euthanized. So it's nothing to take uh, lightly. Um, if there's any doubt about the creature, you'll probably have to be vaccinated for rabies within 10 days after the bite. So it's very important to take it seriously. Now, by... Um, they can hurt you by their claws and their paws. As you know from watching cats preen, they always have their paws in their mouths. So a cat scratch can transmit a bacteria that was originally in the cat's mouth to your skin. And, you know, you've heard of cat's mouth, uh, um, cat scratch fever probably. Well, usually the superficial, you know, love top scratches, they can be successfully cleaned with soap and water and covered with an antibiotic ointment. But a puncture wound from a cat's claw has to be treated with a prescription of oral antibiotics and uh, has to be seen by a doctor, just like what I just said. So a note about cat scratch fever, 40% of cats carry this bacteria that causes cat scratch fever. And it can be transmitted to humans, not only by the scratch, but this is what it's awful, but by even a flea bite. So Compton symptoms would include bumps or blisters or swollen glands around the wound. And as the name suggests, a fever. And although antibiotics are sometimes used to treat cat scratch fever, 
it sometimes will go away on its own, but why not do what you can to avoid it altogether by remembering to thoroughly wash even a very simple cat scratch and dab it with uh, some antibiotic ointment, you know, like um, bacitran or polysporin. Now, fleas and ticks, we, you know, I've talked a lot about ticks because somehow I get tick bites here in the garden all the time and I've ended up in the emergency room. I've had to have surgery twice um, with ticks. And I haven't gotten Lyme disease, thank goodness, but it's always been serious. So both fleas and ticks transmit nasty bacteria, viruses, and even parasite larvae, but only if they bounced off an infected animal and then onto you. So the biggest risk from fleas is a very, very itchy rash from a mass of flea bites. And if your cat has fleas, then your house has fleas. And then that's really hard to get rid of because they breed abundantly, frequently, and exponentially. And if they're left unchecked, you could have thousands and thousands of fleas in your home and your yard. So you want to avoid them in the first place. And that is the best thing to do. You don't want them in your carpet, your upholstery, your bedding. Um, you might require the services of a professional exterminator if you get fleas. So put a flea collar on your kitty and examine your cat regularly, especially outdoor cats, to make sure that fleas aren't hitching a ride on them. Now, as far as ticks go, you know that they do carry Lyme disease in, um, in just, I think, ever, almost everywhere in the United States. And there's other diseases that can affect humans. And they take a ride on your cats as well. So doing what you can to protect your cat from ticks by using a flea and tick collar is good for your health as well as for the health of your cat. You can also be infected with a tapeworm from a cat if a flea that's got tapeworm larva attached to it ends up inside you. Now, how's that going to happen, you say? Well, since tiny fleas can be missed by the naked eye and they're always jumping into airborne flight, they can end up just going into your mouth, and usually that's the mouth of a child, where they are unwittingly swallowed, and that allows the tapeworm larva to travel through the digestive tract and to set up camp in the intestines, and it is really, really gross. And the type of tapeworm infecting most cats generally doesn't cause sickness in human if ingested via an infected flea and it usually will pass out in your stool but if there are any symptoms that could be like a stomach ache diarrhea itching um it, uh, you really need to be treated again fortunately there are a prescription that's antiparasitic uh, medication that can be um treated with so again see your doctor and for the health of your cat and your home and your peace of mind you should get your cat to a vet for treatment if it has any symptoms of all of a tapeworm infection like gassiness or if you ever see any tiny little worms in your cat's stool and if you want to be really careful have your cat examined during an annual vet exam now up to 40 percent of domestic cats have this tiny parasite called toxoplasma gondii. you probably have heard of it responsible for flu-like infection in humans which is toxoplasmosis and that can lead to a very uh, serious complication in people and one way that humans are exposed to this is when they clean their cat litter boxes because the parasite passes out of the kitty in its feces. And the good news is, is if your body has already encountered that and fought it off, as the, is the case with about a third of Americans, you might be immune to it, and you may not even know that you ever came across it. But the bad news is that it can do damage in people with compromised immune systems, such as transplant patients or people with uh, cancer or HIV. So you've got to steer clear of cleaning litter boxes. And if you do, wear gloves. Uh, pregnant women are warned to stay away from cat litter because if they become infected, the infection can cross the placenta and cause neurological and eye problems in the baby. And that's not the only disease that can cause nasty things from cat poop. Cat feces harbors all kinds of infectious bacteria like salmonella and um, other things that, are, that cause major stomach and intestinal infections. So by getting these kinds of infections uh, from cats, it might be a bit uncommon. Just don't handle animal waste. Handle it like hazarded waste. Use gloves and, you know, put it in a bag. Uh, it's 
bad. Now, dander. This is what gets me. I'm totally, I love cats, but I'm totally allergic to dander. And I mean allergic, like end up in emergency room allergic because I can't breathe. So I am about, I'm one of 10 million Americans. um, And that includes cat lovers and owners who are allergic to cat dander. And what cat dander is, is the tiny flecks of skin that are shed by the animal. And the allergic reactions can range from watery eyes to very severe breathing difficulty like I get. And it's virtually impossible to remove cat dander from a home where a cat lives. So cats shouldn't be allowed in a home with someone who's allergic to them. And you can never know where you're gonna encounter cat dander. So if you're allergic to cats, you probably have to carry antihistamine with you. And if you have asthma, you better have your inhaler. Now with me, I cannot I do not have any animals in my house, even though I love animals and I have them. I have a lot of animals and I actually have three outdoor kitties, but I can't pet them. I can't touch them. I can't hold them because I get too sick from them. And I can never spend the night at a a home where they have a cat. Um, I can sometimes visit depending on how clean the people are and how much they vacuum up the cat dander but I always have to have an antihistamine and usually can only last an hour or two which is sad because so many friends have cats now another way you can get sick is by cuddling yes even cuddling your cat can be hazarded to your to your health because they harbor a fungi that causes ringworm and they can do that whether they have it themselves or not ringworm symptoms in both humans and cats include itchy scaly bumpy rash that spreads with like a ring like formation at the borders and cats pick it up from infected people and then ringworm you if you want to keep from spreading it to somebody in the family you have to treat your cat and if it's severe and keeps coming back you have to treat your entire house for it so again here are a few tips just to vacuum daily throw out that vacuum cleaner bag wash all hard services and cat grooming equipment with bleach steam clean carpets and soft furnishings if you have cats use disinfecting cleaners for bedding yours and the kitties and for kennels and another cuddling hazard is actually sharing your bed with a cat and i know most people do but the doctors say that is something you should really never do and especially don't let a kid do But um, it isn't because you or your child will be smothered. As folk wisdom would say, it's that the cat might scratch or bite you while you're sleeping. And you may not even know it right away. So despite all the dangers associated with having a cat... Um, I definitely am not suggesting that you banish your furry uh, friends from your home, but just remember that they are animals and they're uniquely made to react to stimuli in certain ways and to protect themselves. So respect them. Don't test a cat's limits or exposure or don't let visitors do that and protect your pet and yourself and your household by controlling the fleas, the ticks, the infections and set boundaries about contact such as keeping cats out of your bed and keeping up with vaccinations for a long, happy life for you and for your animal companion. Well, when we come back from break, Captain Dan Willis, author of Bulletproof Spirit, the first responder's essential resource for protecting and healing mind and heart, this is the revised edition, will be with us. So please stay with me. This is going to be really an important um, conversation that we will have. You're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. I am Cynthia Bryan. We'll be back in a bit. Stay with me. Be the star you are. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Are you seeking a Dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world, lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR, 925-377-STAR. 925-377-STAR and visit www.cynthiabryan.com When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan www.cynthiabryan.com 
This business of show business is calling out to me. Get started acting or modeling with a consultation from media coach extraordinaire Cynthia Bryant, who has guided entertainment careers for over two decades. Call 925-377-STAR or visit www.cynthiabryan.com. Pick up a copy of her award-winning book, The Business of Show Business, and start living your dreams today. Call 925-377-STAR. 925-377-STAR. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show business is called. Well, we can actually get going now here on Star Style because the Power Party is beginning. I have Captain Dan Willis with me. He's the author of Bulletproof Spirit, the first responder's essential resource for protecting and healing mind and heart. This is the revised edition, and I'm telling you, this is a book not just for first responders. It is a book for everyone. Uh, Dan has been a police captain, a homicide detective, a wellness unit coordinator, a SWAT commander. Uh, He actually went to the FBI National Academy, and he is now instructing nationwide on trauma, PTSD, and helping others to heal. Welcome, Captain Dan, to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Hi, Cynthia. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Well, thank you. I am really, really excited to have you on the show because uh, if you could see how marked up your book is right now, you you would be proud or maybe you would say, wow, okay, there's a lot, a lot of things that she wants to talk about. But as I said at the top of this hour here, uh, first of all, congratulations on this new edition. I think it's such an important book. But what I realized after reading it is how this could be a life-saving book for anyone who has suffered any kind of injury or tragedy. And I want to jump in right away and say, you really make a distinction when you talk about PTSD, that it's not a disorder, it's really an injury. Could we start there? Because I I, I think that so many look, people who have not experienced it or do not know anyone who has suffered from this, look at it as as something like, well, just get over it. And you make it very clear in here how difficult that is without intervention. Well, post-traumatic stress truly is an an injury. I don't know why they ever called it a disorder because when you think of a mental... I know, it's crazy. Yeah, I was so smart of you to talk about it as an injury. It's an absolute injury. It's an injury to your brain's ability to either process a critical incident or just an accumulation of trauma. And, and you're right, the books would be helpful to anybody because we all have had traumas in our life. You don't have to be a first responder. And traumas can build up to a point where that part of your brain that tries to just deal with life and process it and put it in your memory just kind of breaks down. And that's when you start to get the symptoms. You know, um, though you have a quote in your book that just jumped out to me and This really goes back to first responders, and I thought I really should read this first, and then we'll go more into all the different strategies you talk about for wellness. But you say, we should never forget that behind the badge is the heart, and our heart needs to be steadfastly put into our service for us to survive and be well. And I thought that was very astute because so many of us look at first responders, whether they are police or fire or dispatchers or EMTs or paramedics or nurses or whatever, as kind of being superhuman. But the reality is, is that every person who is in this line of work is doing it because they care, or at least that's the original reason they went in. They're compassionate and caring, but they're people first. So this PTSD, or I think we should call it PTSI, um, the, the trauma happens to them as well as to the people that they are serving. Yes, absolutely. And uh, that's really the main theme of the whole book in my teaching. Yes. Is that if, if you're not driven by your heart to make a meaningful difference every single day with your relationships, with your interactions with the other, within your service, then the job is going to eat you alive. 
And that's, that's specifically to first responders, but for anybody. I mean, the purpose of human life is to serve and to show compassion and goodwill towards others. That's what heals our heart. And there's so much about life that can suffocate our heart. And you really need to activate the great and tremendous healing capacity of our heart by being compassionate and loving and kind and, and giving. And that's what's going to nurture and sustain us. And this is what your entire book is about. We're speaking with Captain Dan Willis. His book is Bulletproof Spirit, the First Responder's Essential Resource for Protecting and Healing Mind and Heart. You say that living love, selflessly giving, and serving others truly do heal the spirit and are extremely powerful in overcoming depression, isolation, emotional pain, and destructive tendencies. Throughout your book, you start the chapter with a true story that has happened to either someone in one of your departments or somebody that you know. And every time I read one, my heart just sank, especially when it was a uh, a, a child molester that I, I just, you know, especially the man that was having sex with his children for $50,000 so he could post the video. The things that first responders have to deal with, it has to be very difficult to go on with your day after that. One of the things that you write about in your book is the importance of your life partner or your spouse in getting them on board and talking about them and letting them in. Give us some information on really how to do that because as as you read the stories, it's obvious when somebody comes home after a really tough day, whether it's somebody that has been killed or, you know, a knife attack or something horrible to children, that they maybe want to be left alone. And so a, a partner sometimes is like, okay, I'll give him, I'll give him or her space. But that's not really the best reaction. Uh, no, Cynthia, not, not at all. And what we, what first responders really need to no longer do is we just often sever that critical lifeline of support. It's the best help for us, which is our, our life partners, the people closest to us. And when we don't tell them that something is bothering us, I mean, they don't need to know the details of what we experienced, but they just need to know whether we're okay or not. And then so often we don't even tell them that. And once you let them know, hey, I'm just working a really tough case today, it's bothering me. Now they know to help support, assist, take care of you the, the best way you can. I always tell people, you should periodically sit down, first responders, sit down with your life partner, say something like, I know how hard it must be for you to be married to me. You didn't just marry me, you married the police department with all the issues and stress and traumas that come with that. What do you need from me so I can help you get through my career? You know, and listen to them. And listen to that. You know, it, it's interesting you say that because when my, uh, well, as you know, we've talked about this before, but um, most of my family are first responders. They're either they're police or they're fire or they're dispatchers or they're CSI or they're paramedics or EMT. <laughs> they're all those things. But I remember when, um, when my son-in-law was engaged to my daughter, that w- and he's a firefighter in Los Angeles, and that was the first thing he said is the thing that I appreciate so much is that she's really trying to understand how difficult I, the difficult times I'm going with, you know, going through and because he's a firefighter in Watts <laughs> and, and most of his things, um, most of uh, his calls instead of fires there, they were gang related or you know, n- knife fights or sure. gunfights or something like that. I mean, and the times that he had guns put to his head while he was trying to save a life was just, it's like, how do you save a life when you have a gun to your head? You know, right, it, has exactly. to, it has to be pretty hard. So you told your story about how you cured your over-hypervigilance uh, because this, being hypervigilance is something that first responders actually are trained to be, but it's hard to turn that off when you walk away from the job. And your story about your stepdaughter's eighth birthday party, I thought was very emotional for, you know, I felt very emotional when I read it because I'm sure that you really wanted to be there, but this hyper vigilance that you had wouldn't allow you to really participate. And so you, you knew that something was wrong and you had to go on that journey of self-discovery. Absolutely. It's just a a moment. I mean, I can remember it like it was yesterday and it was over 20 years ago 
when I'm there at the party and I just realized I, I was what I call being emotionally dead, just kind of flatlined, wasn't really happy or sad. And, and I realized I just didn't care about stuff like I used to. Cared about work, that got me excited, trying to solve a case. But uh, I was showing my family without knowing about it, my actions, that they really didn't matter like they used to. And that wasn't true, but that's from my isolation, my distance, my uh, lack of involvement in things, my uh, dis, uh, disinterest, uh, disengagement in things, and, and not being part of the family like I used to and involved in everything like I was. I was really becoming someone my loved ones didn't recognize anymore. And in a way, someone that I didn't even recognize. And, and think, well, and it think, cost you what? Did it cost you two marriages. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I've been divorced twice, and you know, part of police work, I'm sure, had a, a big part to play in that. And uh, so we're, you're typically the last to know. I mean, I ask people. I've trained over four thousand cops, and I ask them, "Are you the same person you were when you got hired?" Mm-hmm. And I have yet to have one say the job has not negatively affected them in some way. So it's it's what can we do about it? And that's the whole purpose of writing Bulletproof Spirit. It, it provides all kinds of wellness strategies for, so we can take control back over our survivability and be able to make it to uh, retirement and being healthy and well. And alive. And alive, and, absolutely. And, and alive and, and fully living. I think that's the thing. And uh, that was another thing you bring out. There's so many things in, in Bulletproof Spirit that are, I think that obviously it's very, very targeted for first responders. But again, just as a layperson, I felt, wow, I learned so much about this and that potential of just leading from your heart and how it's so important to make a difference and to have that ability to feel that your service is valuable, but your family really does have to come first. Uh, One of the things that you really suggest and that you have immersed yourself in is finding activities to do with your stepchildren, with your family, and with others outside the department, because it sounds like one of the things that first responders, and I don't know if it's their fallback or because it's a it's a comfort thing, that they tend to have a lot of friends just within their own department as opposed to having people in other walks of life. Is it? Do you think that that kind of insulates them because other first responders understand where they're coming from? Yeah, yes, definitely. And we get, as first responders, we tend to get, since we deal with the worst in society, we tend to get uh, very suspicious of people, uncomfortable around people. And when we're around the people that we serve and, and work with, they understand us. They understand what we see and deal with. The problem with that is when that becomes your exclusive uh, network of friends and support, other first responders tend to just uh, reinforce our negative view of life and the world. And we need to get away from that and have other people because 98% of the people in the world are good, good decent people. people. But we deal with the 2% crooks 100% of the time and that can really jade us and we need that outside influence to keep us balanced and, and have a healthy, positive perspective. Well, you worked in San Diego and this particular radio show was actually based out of San Diego for many years. And so even though I'm in San Francisco, I had a place in San Diego and I would commute there to be in the studios. And I love San Diego and I always thought it was so safe and all those things. And when I'm reading your book and you have so many incidences of horrible things that happened in La Mesa and in areas of San Diego, it makes you realize that there's there there's a lot of bad that we don't see that the first responders, the police are protecting us from. So when we're talking about stress management, would you kind of tell a little bit about like the, the critical incident stress management strategy and... Um, and the debriefings that you'd go through, because it sounds like for intervention or for for you to get out of this uh, cycle that you're in after you've witnessed something so horrible, that the intervention is so important and being able to verbalize the trauma and get support from others. Could you talk about that a bit? That is very important uh, to have debriefings uh, after every critical incident as much as you can. Because uh, research shows just getting together with other people who experience that trauma 
and talking about it, it just really helps the brain kind of understand what happened and to deal with it. And it helps it to file it away within its proper perspective uh, without potentially having those long-lasting crippling effects. It just kind of helps the brain deal with what happened and, and understand it um, amongst other people who experience the same or similar thing. One thing that I took away from a reading a Bulletproof Spirit when you're talking about these brain injuries um, is that it can get better as long as you do deal with it, as long as you go through through the um, the wellness programs that are provided. And if they're not provided in your district, how to get them provided to have somebody like you come in to train. But you have actually come up with a 15-day challenge wellness initiative. And it's you said that this enabled you to maintain and, you know, enhance the wellness of your spirit and keep your life on track. And I thought that it was really your 15-day challenge again, was just excellent for anyone who has experienced any kind of stress or, or strategy. So if we could just quickly go through, I don't know if we'll get through all 15, but the very first one was on day one was the self-awareness. Um, and you write, say write down why you became a first responder. And I think especially for first responders, that is critical to know. Why did you do it in the first place, right? What were your goals? Absolutely. Most of us came in with wanting to make a difference and to serve our community, serve our country, to protect and give life to people. But over the years, with the traumas we see, that tends to get eroded away. And uh, I always ask people, do you love your job? Do you love police work or first responder work? You can't wait to get back. Usually I get about 10% will say yes. And then I ask, did you love it when you started? And every single one always says, yes, I did. So we really have to connect with the whole nobility of protecting and giving life to people, the great work, the tremendous good that first responders do each and every day, and not lose sight of that and not allow your heart to suffocate. Yeah, that's the big thing. Again, it gets back to the heart and leading with the heart. There are some um, warning signs too, but I'll just, um, before I um, ask you, we'll talk about warning signs, I just wanted to give the goals because we, you have suggested doing each of these in a 15-day period. So the first one would be the self-awareness is why did you want to become a first responder? Or for somebody who's in the lay world is, you know, why are you doing what you're doing? Then writing your goals, communicating the importance of relationship, expressing love because that is the greatest, um, the greatest inspiration and motivator. And then forgiving people, that's a hard one to, you know, to forgive and let go, having compassion. And this book talks a lot about compassion. And then how to uh, maintain a healthy spirit depends on your self-improvement. The importance of exercise, giving gratitude every day, a silence. I like that one a lot because I think we get so distracted in life and we're so busy that we tend to not give a perspective to that alone time. Speaking kindly and positively, making the right choices, and righting any wrongs of the past. So that 15-day challenge, I think, is just a really terrific, um, a terrific thing for anyone to do. And for first responders, there is also uh, questions that you can ask yourself. And, you know, I guess when you get those answers, you know that you're in trouble. But some of the warning signs of trauma, um, if we could talk about those just for a minute, we're running out of time. But isolation, irritability, and anger, and difficulty sleeping. You, you write a lot about the difficulty sleeping for first responders. Right. Uh, studies show that on average, we sleep about four hours a day. And you cannot function. Bad. No, you can't function on four hours. You need seven or eight at least. And sleep is absolutely essential because that's the one time of the day when your brain is processing traumas and acute stress and trying to file it away. So if you're never getting good sleep, you're never allowing your brain a chance to uh, to catch up. And a lot of, and of course, first responders are driving. And uh, if I remember correctly, was it the second cause, suicide's the number one cause of, um, of death with first responders, but the second one was um, falling asleep at the wheel? Did, did, that, was I correct there? Uh, suicide's definitely the number one cause of death, yes. more than all the others combined. 
Um, the second, my understanding is the second is assaults, and then oh, the third assault. is, That's right. It, assaults and third might be in there, but it was third, in there somewhere, right? Third lack is of driving. Sleep. Yeah, third yeah, is driving. driving. Lack of sleep. So the other uh, the other signs is if you start um, having too much alcohol or substance abuse, um, being very negative, uh, depressed, and suicidal thoughts. Those are all really important times that you have to seek help. So tell us where what you're doing now today, because you're now retired, you're traveling around the country, and you're talking to, um, to different first responders to try to help them heal and offering different courses. Is that where... Is that the what you're doing at the moment? I am. Uh, I still live in San Diego, but right now I'm in a hotel room in Missoula, Montana. Oh, you so are! Oh my goodness. I've been in Montana for the last two days uh, giving trainings. I have a four-hour training class for first responders that's based on the book. Uh-huh. So I've been to 30 states and Canada over the last uh, five years since the so, initial book came out. So I think this has to be very rewarding. I know just from reading your bio and reading your book that you love what you do, that you really loved police work, you, that you love being a captain, you loved all of that. But right now to be being this healer, this is augmenting your career and this has to feel very fulfilling to you. It is, especially when people you know give me the feedback and say, hey, this changed my life or I've had or some you that say it saved yeah, it saved my life. So uh, my life. I know it's making an impact. I wish I knew this information when I started back in 1985. It would have saved me a lot of heartache. Well, I want to give out the website, and then maybe you can just tell us if there are first responders listening now, and they'd like to bring you to one of their, you know, uh, trainings. How they can do that. So the website is firstresponderwellness.com. Would that be the best place for anyone to get information? Yes, absolutely. Uh, my personal contact is in there, or they can actually just uh, message within there. Um, there's links to purchase Bulletproof Spirit. So that's First Responder Wellness is where you can get everything. FirstResponderWellness.com. The name of the book is Bulletproof Spirit. It's by Captain Dan Willis. And I, I really want to recommend it because this is, to me, it's not just for first responders. This is a must-read for anyone, and especially for families of first responders. I think that this would help so much for the husbands, wives, children, parents to understand what their first responders are going through. So, Dan, thank you so much for what you are doing to serve, protect, and heal everyone out there that is doing the same for us, but also uh, that it's so important that we do heal our mind and our heart and Bulletproof Spirit is helping with that. So thank you for being on Star Style, Be The Star You Are. really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Cynthia. It was a pleasure. Thank you. So firstresponderwellness.com. Once again, the book is Bulletproof Spirit, the first responder's essential resource for protecting and healing mind and heart by Captain Dan Willis. Dan, have a good time there in Montana and keep doing the great work you're doing because it is very, very needed. And we really, at least me, I am very proud of all our first responders, no matter where they are. And so we have to keep them happy, healthy, and alive. (laughs) Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. We will be right back and with just a little bit more. And so don't you go away. Be the star you are. Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. Health needs to be viewed holistically as a state of mental, emotional, spiritual, physical, and economic well-being. Health and wealth are intrinsically connected. Visualize yourself where you want to be, not focusing on where you presently are. Networking is good, but relation building is best. Network, then build on a relationship where you can give before you get. Seek talented mentors and learn from those who have done what you want to do. Develop a personal strategic advisory board, a group of people who will give you good, open, and honest counsel. Ask for help. Most people have not because they ask not. When you have problems paying your bills, be proactive about talking to creditors. Call them. Talk to them before starting to call, before they start calling you. 
Set goals and focus on reaching those goals. Don't let the trappings of success leave you trapped and be flexible. Remember what happens to trees that don't bend in the midst of big storms. They break. You are the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another business bite from Star Style. For more information, visit CynthiaBryan.com. Be the star you are. The star you are. The annual cost of illiteracy to American taxpayers is over $225 billion. Help increase literacy, reduce violence, and improve positive media messages by making a tax-deductible contribution to Be The Star You Are charity. A top-rated nonprofit, Be The Star You Are promotes positive role models, produces positive radio broadcasts, and donates positive books to empower women, families, and youth. Be a power partner and join our galaxy of stars. Visit our website at bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible donation using PayPal or send checks to P.O. Box 376, 376, Moraga, California, 94556. Bethestarur.org. Dare to care. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show. Well, we're back, and I really, really recommend this book, Bulletproof Spirit. It's so it's so good. So pick up a copy. Don't forget. I wanted just to give you some rabies awareness because um, Rabies Day, World Rabies Day, is coming up September 28th, the same day as our Pear and Wine Festival. And this is a worldwide effort to raise awareness about this very deadly virus and can encourage prevention and control. This year's theme is Share the message and save a life. The disease is almost entirely preventable through vaccination. And so rabies is a virus transmitted through a bite or a scratch from any infected animal and any mammal can be infected. And the virus will often start to become active within one to three months, although it can be dormant for a year or longer. The sad part is, is that once signs develop, It's a fast-acting process resulting in behavior change, slow reflexes, irritability, viciousness, disorientation, paralysis, coma, and death. And often there's only one to two weeks between the signs and the death. And there's virtually no testing to confirm that that you have rabies prior to death in any suspected victim. So the virus is found in the brain only in post-mortem examinations. Now, animals infected with rabies can show some unusual behavior. Wildlife animals might be unafraid of people, which makes it scary, especially if you have kids and you're walking in a park or on a trail. And then nocturnal species like skunks and bats, they might become more active during the day. Bats might not be able to fly, and other animals might have difficulty walking, drinking, or eating. Rabies is found on every continent in the world except for Antarctica, and it is responsible for over 59,000 human deaths every year worldwide. Exposure to rabid dogs is the number one cause of human rabies death. Now, in the United States, um, it's much lower because, according to the Center for Disease Control, we, you know we have vaccinations for our animals. So maybe about 100 people die every year from rabies. Currently, more than 90% of the 5,000 animal rabies cases that are reported in the U.S. involve wildlife. Now, prior to 1960, the majority of animal cases involved domestic animals and mostly dogs and cats. People believe that we do not have rabies in California, for example, but California Department of Public Health reports we had 225 cases here in the in just in this last year. Now, current California law states that dogs uh, should be vaccinated as young as three months. And although cats are not legally mandated to be vaccinated, it is standard to have them because they can be vaccinated at three months, too. 
And it's very safe and it is uh, protective. Now, the importance of vaccinating your domestic animals, no matter what state you live in, uh, including all indoor cats, cannot be overstated. And the vaccine guards against a mandate of euthanasia for a suspected pet victim, as well as protects the humans in the household. Now, Most likely a quarantine period is generally one to six months. That is mandated in the case of a suspect um, that is exposed to rabies, if you think a pet is. Even if they've had a current rabies vaccine, they may have to be uh, quarantined. Now, if there is sufficient reason to believe exposure has occurred and it's a public health hazard, unfortunately, euthanasia and then brain testing can be ordered. So rabies is a disease that needs to be reported to the Center for Disease Control and is not treated in animals. Now, if you are a human and you have to be treated, then there are shots, but they are painful. So I hope that helps you. Thanks for being great listeners, allowing me to be with you every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific. You can change your life and make your dreams come true. For more information about Be The Star You Are, visit btsya.org. And for information about Star Style, go to CynthiaBryan.com. We just sent out a newsletter about the Pear and Wine Festival. So if you didn't get it, shoot me an email. My aim is always to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate you. I'd like you to read a book this week, and I really do recommend Bulletproof Spirit. So until next week when we celebrate once again, Remember that love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles keep us happy. I'm Cynthia Bryan for Star Style. I thank you. I encourage you to be the star you are. Be your unapologetically authentic, wonderful self. Have a great week, and we'll be here next Wednesday. Thanks for joining me. Be the star you are. The star you are. been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program star style be the star you are we have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire inform entertain and motivate you to be the star you were born to be for more information visit starstyleradio.com and to make a donation to the charity go to be the star you ignite the flame that burns brightly within Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan, every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are.